You got that rocker, MJ in the house, otherwise known as Marty Janetti. You know how we do rocking and roll, starting and strolling, and we're doing it right here on the Rundown Wrestling Network. Keep on rocking. Yeah. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, yo. Yes, no, no. Chest in Are you ready for war? Then bring it on. Not craftmatic like a stripper. When it's out, you throw your cash at it. Hope I don't rat at it from the hash and grass at it. I spit in mad rapid like I took a bad package. You pay tolls of the drummer. I'm easy pass static. Welcome, everybody, to the WWE Rundown. I would like to thank the Rocker Motor Genetic for bringing us into the show this week. Uh, as a, a very, very special event that we have going on. If you go over right now and subscribe to Patreon, Patreon.com slash Run on Wrestling, you can listen to me and Ginger interview the rocker, Marty Gennetti. Uh It is a uh, over one-hour interview. It is. It was. It's a lot of fun. Um, probably don't let the, the let the young kids listen to it. Uh, no, <laughs> but not uh, at all. But yeah, so that was uh, that was an experience like no other. Uh, and if you want to listen to it, like I said, you can go over right now. It is available on Patreon.com. Uh, and if you sign up over there, you get a bunch of other cool things too. Uh, you get early access to all of us. You get ad-free episodes too, so you don't have to listen to Adam do that ad read at the beginning of this episode, which you had to sit through on this one. You know, we we still <laughs> we. It's only annoying because of the repetition. Because it's because it's on every episode, but it, you know it pays the bills. So, um, but yeah, so um, we are back this week. I am Troy. That is my that is my co-host Ginger. Hey, we're back. We skipped last week. Yes, we, we did. We were trying not to shit ourselves. So. Yeah, um, uh, peep behind the curtain on that. Um, the two of us were were so nervous that it was hard for us to really concentrate on anything else. So our our whole week was like hyper focused on doing this interview, um, and because of that, we couldn't turn our brains off enough to actually sit through an episode of Raw. So we <laughs> we decided, you know what, uh, let's skip it. And uh, yeah. honestly, not much happened. So. <laughs> Absolutely nothing happened last week. Yeah. Um, so we're we're not. There's not really anything to discuss at all about those two episodes. Um, we would have done our normal kind of picking of and choosing of things, but yeah. So um, obviously we have uh, another round of shows uh, next week, um, and next week will be our preview for Heck in a Sec. So. Um, 
Yeah, we'll have that coming up here. But uh, before we get into the week that was wrestling, we've got some news. Uh, Jason, of course, uh, is on assignment right now. Um, he's got a busy week. Uh, go woo, socks. Um, Sal and Adam are busy right now recording the AEW rundown, so you're going to get a double, double, double dose of the uh, rundown this uh, this beautiful Tuesday afternoon, uh, or most likely Wednesday morning when you wake up to this. Uh, I'm I'm glad that Adam was able to uh, uh, peel himself away from uh, commenting on dudes' dicks online in order to uh, work a Tuesday. Um, <laughs> He doesn't like to do it for the show, which I don't blame him. Uh, and, as you also might notice, John is not here. That is because he is actually making his AEW debut. John is not an AEW fan, so he is pretty much going in uh, bareback on this one. And <laughs> and uh, he's going to have to leap into it and, and is going to be getting an interesting perspective from somebody who has not really been following the product the entire time. Um, and also somebody who um, has sort of opinions uh, based on just the cert- the things he's seen online and things like that. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see kind of a different opinion on things. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that show. This is ours. So... Um, speaking of AEW, that's a segue. If you recall, a couple of years ago uh, at StarCast, uh, Cody Rhodes told a story uh, about the worst match of his career. Uh, do you recall this one at all? No, I never watched the, the, the thing. Okay, so uh, Cody talks about a, a June 14th, 2011 episode of SmackDown where he teamed up with Ted DiBiase Jr. and Wade Barrett to face Daniel Bryan, Ezekiel Jackson, and Sin Cara. Yes. So, according to Cody, he said that Jackson was supposed to get the hot tag and was supposed to clean house and win the match. But DiBiase, this is what he claims, didn't kick out after getting a dropkick from Bryan only four minutes into the match. Okay. So he claims the match was fucked. Like, DiBiase didn't kick out. The the ref counted because at the time they were doing another round of, like, if you don't kick out, we're, we're, we're going we're gonna to count you out. You know, you're going to yeah. count that three. Yeah. Uh, so Rhodes says, when that happened, I thought I should call an audible. I look at Wade and tell him, let's just jump them. But as a turn, he is already up the ramp and he's furious. So I went to the backstage area completely embarrassed. It wasn't my fault, it was Ted's. But I'll never forget for the rest of my life what happened next, because we came to the gorilla area, and there's Vince McMahon standing with his headset off. I make eye contact with him, and right before he can say anything, Ted DiBiase Jr. blows by me with no fear. He looks at Vince and said, Where's that referee? He was trying to fuck on me. Now, I'm sure you've heard that before, because that's a clip that people use. That's where it's from. It's this story. Okay. Rhodes says, and because it was such an awkward moment, Vince just put his headset back on and sat down, and we never talked about that match ever again. So, with um, Ted DiBiase Sr. in the news lately, uh, DiBiase Jr. did a interview. And he says, and they asked him about it, and he says, 
Look, I'm just going to say this. That dude will say something and beat a dead horse with it. I may have said he tried to fuck me, but I don't know where he got that he tried to fuck on me. Uh, <laughs> but look, that dude knows how to blow something up. I think it's hilarious and is probably a shot at me, but he'll do that all the time. He'd make something up that somebody said and scream it nonstop in the locker room, and then everybody would adopt it. So I was pissed because I did kick out. You can go back and watch it. By the way, I did. He kicks out. The ref is the one who's at fault. The ref uh, fucked on him. Yeah. <laughs> but Cody, who was there, claims that Ted didn't kick out. Even though there's video evidence of Ted kicking out and the ref counting the three anyways. Anyways, so... Uh, <laughs> You can go back and watch it, and we had a meeting that day where they told us the referees are going to count you out if you don't kick out. I did kick out, and I don't remember his name, but anyway, I was hot about it. I was pissed. I said a lot of cuss words when I came back, came through there, but Cody can tell a story. He can fabricate one, too. So the, that ref tried to fuck on me is not at all what Ted said. He said that ref tried to fuck me. Like, fuck him over. Which is, you know, the actual... Yeah. So that whole story, of course, is Cody putting his own spin on things. Of course. (laughs) Which is nothing surprising, considering that, yeah, it's Cody Rhodes. The guy clearly fucking fabricates shit all the time. Yeah, I mean... The guy just spits out to make anything make him look good. Yeah, and and I love the fact that he he talks about the fact that oh yeah well it was Ted's fault like fuck you dude <laughs> it's the fucking yeah. ref's fault mm-hmm. if we are not gonna kick that I haven't I haven't watched the clip in fucking years so yeah but I'm gonna have to go back and check that out yeah like I said you can clearly see Ted kicks out like he's supposed to and yeah the ref it's it's the ref's fault. And yeah, so but the, but everything else up to that was clearly fabricated because Cody likes to tell a story. And guess what? People still fucking quote that and still use it. It's still used in Botchamania all the time. You know. Uh, so, um, our next bit of news is that last week Molly Holly uh, got a tryout as a WWE producer. Uh, we have not heard if she was uh, hired or not to be a producer um but there has been uh, an increased emphasis on putting women into production roles um they hired they recently hired two female writers um and uh i believe both of them are women of color or at least one of them was i only saw the picture of the one um but yeah they are they are trying to diversify their backstage personnel because they're incredibly incredibly diversified up front in front of the camera um, but a lot of those roles in the back, I mean, their executive roles are a lot of, there are a lot of women that they have hired. Um, but not so much, you know, in some of these like production roles, the production room is mainly dudes. The writer's room is mainly dudes. Um, yeah. so, oh yeah. Um, any thoughts on Molly Holly getting a tryout? Uh, I hope she gets it. Yeah. I hope she did enough to, you know, did good enough to get the job, but yeah, I, that's it's kind of cool, but I mean, what is like producer? Like they produce the match and shit like that. Like um, so um, 
it's it's a little bit of of everything um they'll produce the backstage segments so it's um you know discussing camera angles yeah, discussing yeah. where where they're going to film it kind of thing of like that um uh-huh. other than other than if there's any kind of camera cuts or anything like that it is also producing matches in terms of you know making sure that these things happen at these certain times and stuff like that and it's also kind of running the show as as in terms of like okay um that match went two minutes long so the producers then go, okay, where can we cut time here and there kind of thing? So it's a lot of that. It's like, it, it, With this kind of show, it's a lot of doing things on the fly. So you do have to have to be good at your job and be able to kind of adjust uh, and roll with the punches. So, um, uh, If you ask me, that sounds like a pretty fucking hectic job. Yeah, and I, I feel like it's why um, you kind of hear about a lot of like the backstage producers and stuff like that get you know kind of chewed up and spit out sometimes mm-hmm. uh, there's there's only a few of them that have really been there for a, a long time um you know michael piece of shit hayes is one of them um <laughs> billy kidman that was there for years before he uh finally left the job uh jason jordan right now is a producer Ty, uh tyson kidd is a producer um and uh mark henry was until he decided that he wanted to instead be a commentator <laughs> so um, yeah, it's it's interesting, but uh, yeah. Other than like those are the main ones. Like I, I know Malenko was one of them too. Um, yeah. Trying to see who else yeah. is there. Um, Here we go, producers. Uh, so right now, oh, Billy Kidman is still there. Never mind. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> so right now they list uh, Adam Pierce, Billy Kidman, Chris Park, who is Abyss, uh, Devon Dudley, uh, James Long, who was also a independent wrestler, Jamie Noble, Jason Jordan, Jeff Jarrett, Jeremy Borash, John Gaborik, Pat Buck, Shane Helms, that is Gregory Helms, Sylvain Grenier, and Tyson Kidd. What? Yeah. So yeah. So Sylvain Grenier got hired a couple, or uh, I think. A, a year ago, maybe. But yeah, he's one of the producers as well. <laughs> I mean, hell of a team. Yeah. For sure. And uh, Jason. Yeah. Uh, Jason Jordan was just promoted to senior producer after they had promoted um, that Bucktooth bitch up to like a exec, higher executive role. <laughs> and Jordan's only been doing it for a couple of years, you know. It was only a couple of years yeah. ago that he, you know, got injured. Sucks. Yeah, but you notice when I listed those people off, uh, those are all dudes. So <laughs> that's why it would be nice to have somebody like Molly Holly to be able to help out and do a lot of those things. Um, oh yeah, sorry. Michael Hayes is a, a part of the creative team. He's not not a producer. Get him the fuck off the, off that right. Team. Well, the creative team is is a fucking Bruce Pritchard. Uh, Christine Lebrano, Creative Writing Operations Senior Vice President, uh, Dana Warrior, uh, Lead Writer for 205 Live, Dewey Foley, yes, Mick Foley's kid, uh, Lead Writer for SmackDown is Ed Kosky, Lead Writer for NXT UK is Jim Smallman, Lead Writer for Raw is Jonathan Beckstorm, not for long, uh, <laughs> and then Ran- uh, Ranjan Singh, uh, writer for NXT Road Dog, writer for SmackDown Ryan Ward, and of course, writer producer for NXT and NXT UK, the Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels. <laughs> so, um, 
Interesting. <laughs> Fuck it, it's fucking wild, like, how many people you actually think are employed by that company. Yeah. Like, all those names you just like, listed work there, and that's not even the wrestlers. Like, those are the people that, like, run shit for them. It's yeah, those... It's wild to think about. Yeah, those are just... That, that was just the creative team and the... Uh, the producers you've got the backstage personnel which are all like the lighting technicians and stunt coordinators and things like that Um, and then the tailors ring managers camera operators Um, then you've got like your medical team which is like they've got everything they've got a cardiologist endocrinologist orthopedic sports physician like they've got pretty much one uh, one person for every everything that you can think of um and then that's all your backstage people then you think about like the whenever you ever you hear about you know people going to the performance center and training and stuff like that like the list of people that work at the training center the performance center is crazy too because you got uh well you know canyon seaman uh chris guy uh, former former pro wrestler, Fit Finley, Hideki Suzuki, Johnny Moss, uh, Matt Bloom obviously was uh, uh, A-Train, uh, Prince Albert, mm-hmm. Norman Smiley, Robbie Brookside, Ryan Katz, Sarah Mata, Scott Armstrong, who is uh, Road Dogg's brother, Scott Garland, who was Scotty Tuhati, Sanjay Dot, who was an X-Division standout uh, in Impact, Steve Carino, Terry Taylor, Tara Hollaby, as a physical therapist and Tanner Robinson, like yeah. Terry Taylor's still running that place, huh? He's not running it, but he. Well, <laughs> but he's there, yeah. He's running a department. Uh, he is. Uh, well, he's under Matt Bloom. Matt Bloom is the guy who runs. He's the head coach, but Terry Taylor is one of the the assistant coaches. Yeah, and that's again, that's just another thing. You've also got you know a whole senior management crew. You've got a whole fucking board of directors and executive. Yeah, like it's a corporation. There's just a ton of people. And then you've got your ambassadors, too, which are just people that they keep under contract so they can have them show up and win the 24-7 championship. Oh, my God, it's so bad. Oh, my gosh, their broadcast team is fucking huge, too, now. Because we've got so many different shows. <laughs> All the different languages. Yeah, yeah. And different and different uh-huh. backstage interviews, ring announcers, because every show's got their own ring announcer. Every show's got their own backstage interviewer, pretty much. Uh, and then just kind of pop them around. And then they've got all their, their different shows, too, because you've got WWE Saturday Night, hosted by Vera Rodriguez, uh, Afterburn, Free For All, and This Week in NXT, hosted by, uh, hosted by Scott Stanford. Uh, WWE Sunday The Mall, which is clearly an India show, uh, Canvas to Canvas, WWE Ahura, Superstar Superfan. <laughs> what? Wild three o ha? What? <laughs> I don't even know how to fucking say that. Okay, well sorry. That's a United Arab Emirates show. Uh, there's a, there's a number three in it. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah. And you get the bump. You get uh, main event. Talking smack. Jesus. Yeah, they have a lot of shit going on, and that's why. We constantly talk about the fact that, like, your one show going up against their one show doesn't mean dick to them because they have so many shows in so many countries and everything like that. Like, they are untouchable right now. So, if they... It's everywhere. 
like okay uh, so maybe, maybe they get a little worried sometimes about their american market because one of their shows is getting beaten by one of the other ones they've still got two shows that beat the other show and that's just in america they still have nxt uk which constantly does the best in ratings over there of any of the other wrestling shows they've got you know the the show in india is huge you know um and all the different countries over there japan is definitely a place that they haven't been able to really crack into yet um they are no they're, they're they're i mean they're known there they're brought their broadcast there but oh, yeah. they they want to have their nxt show eventually or it, uh, it, people have talked about oh that's why they're trying to work with new japan is they're trying to kind of help uh, work with them on making like a uh, their presence zone in japan so no it's it's so they can invade aew oh of course yeah you can have John Moxley defend the championship on WWE television again. I just, I just love the the rhetoric that comes with that, which is like <laughs> this whole idea of like WWE doesn't want to work with anybody. It's like, well, WWE doesn't want to work with other wrestling companies, but WWE sure does a lot of fucking work with a lot of different companies, you know? Yes. Like they do a ton with different media outfits, stuff like that. I mean, like you know, they're they're signed up with TikTok and Twitch and shit like that. For all of their stuff and on top of that like they loan out their wrestlers to different shows you know and they and they work with different you know television shows and things like that and then they do different things like oh we're we're hooked up with uh this one show on usa like the white butter and like that it's hosted by the miz and it's like you know they, like they do a lot you know but people forget all of that stuff like oh WWE's too afraid to create like huge stars well not for lack of trying like they <laughs> they put the Miz out there on different things. He's got a, a fucking reality show, you know. He's he's the host of a terrible uh, show. They've got the fucking Total Divas, Total Bellas, and stuff like that. Ugh. Like they have put their people out there to other audiences. So it's not it's not a, a case of them like being afraid to make too big of a star. Like you can talk about their booking decisions till you're blue in the face. By all means, do their oh, booking decisions of course, suck, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But this whole idea of like them, like oh nobody's bigger than the company and stuff like that, like I just don't see that, you know. And and maybe maybe it's just maybe I'm wrong on that case, but like, mm-hmm. y- you know, Sasha Banks was the focal point for a long time of of the women, and the reason she got the job in The Mandalorian was because she guest starred on an episode of Hot Ones, like it had nothing to do with her being a wrestler, you know, like she got that job from a different thing entirely you know like <laughs> but again like they let her beyond that you know because yeah. they they had in her contract they have full right to be like no you can't be on that show you know but they let her be on that show and it led to bigger things for her obviously which is great but yeah like but also uh you know people do need to understand that don't want to lose some of their bigger <laughs> talent to you know because oh. yeah because the rock and stone cold did leave at the same time and um you know and and john cena now is out of the company you know and things like that so i get that to an extent too but like what's what's to, what's stopping AEW from creating a big star their ceo is worth more money than Vince man is so what's what's stopping them from making kenny omega a mega star you know 
what's stopping Impact from making their stars mega stars? Like, it, it's every company is booked the same way, where you have one or two top guys that kind of get shuffled around, and then you know, every once in a while you'll you'll switch out and give the title to somebody else. But they're not. There's there's nobody in any company right now that I would look at as like they are like pushed as Stone Cold was pushed or pushed as The Rock was pushed. You know. Uh, I mean, you might be able to make the case for Omega because he won an Impact and took their title and all that shit in that fashion. But I mean, really, anybody else? No. Yeah. But nope. uh, but I look at it as it's the same way that Roman's booked right now. Roman is booked that he's you know he's not losing to anybody. Kenny Omega's booked that he's not losing to anybody. You know, yeah. they're they're oh, booked yeah. pretty similarly, and they've got fucking henchmen too. They got to take you know, Kenny's got the Bucks and. You know, he's got the Usos. So there's a lot of parallels between the way that both of those guys are booked. And, like, Roman is a big star, but, you know, he's not... He's he's a wrestler. He he, he doesn't yeah. seem like he wants to do anything but be a wrestler, you know? Like, he'll do everything that they ask him to do, but it doesn't feel like that he's like, get me on, you know, get me on fucking Jeopardy, Us, you know? Like... <laughs> <laughs> just doesn't seem like that's happening with him you know and uh, trust me i'm sure wwe is probably working on ways to get him on fucking different things you know oh, of course because then they, again i don't know i don't know if they would not with reigns i don't think they don't want him getting caught by a bug somewhere else again man like like i said you look at the way that Roman interacts with things, like he doesn't do a lot of the like going on Twitter daily and post things, or do he doesn't have a TikTok, he doesn't really, have, you know, like he doesn't put himself out there as much as other people do. It seems like he's a dude who's just like, I'm a wrestler, I got my kids, like that's all I care about, you know. Yeah. Whereas like you know they, Randy Orton, they tried to make a star forever, you know, put him in movies and shit like that, and have him guest star on different shows and shit like that. Like they tried that, and then people were just like, eh, you're pretty, but <laughs> stick to wrestling. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I stick don't know. What you good at, kid? Yeah. I I don't know. I mean, that's just just me. Um. KTS didn't WWE put Roman in one of the Fast and the Furious movies? That's a good question. Let me go look that up. Um, yeah, I mean that was that was oh, the thing that what's that? Yeah, I think they did. Yeah, that was the thing that I, whenever people talk about that, like that, it's like, do you know how many times that I've seen wrestlers guest star on things? Like, it's oh. it's they're, they're not like preventing guys from. Yes, he was. He was on uh, Hobbs and Shaw. That's what it was. So yeah, ah, so there you go. Like, it, you 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 sit there and just kind of forget the fact that like, oh, by the way, he was in the wrong Missy, uh, and he was in Fast and Furious. I don't know what the wrong Missy is, but it's on his thing here. Um, what is Rumble? I don't know what that is. Um, yeah, the wrong Missy. He was Tedded Meathead. <laughs> uh, yeah. Elena of Avalar. BBC My World. Oh no, that 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 was a. Okay. He was on Elena of Avalor. Uh, yeah, as Kizen, whatever that is. I've I've never heard of this show, but he was on it's one. A Disney e- show. Okay, he was on one episode as a character named Kizen, K I Z I N. Uh, he was on one episode of Cousins for Life. Um. Uh, let me see here. Uh, well, of course, he was in the Jetsons and WWE Robo WrestleMania. <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, like, okay, I look at that and I go, okay, well, he's been in a movie and he's been, he's been in two movies and he's been in two different TV shows. So yeah. why, so what's the idea that WWE's holding him back from being a megastar? Okay. <laughs> this is going to be kind of a random question. What is yeah. your favorite wrestling person appearance on the show? Like my favorite guest starring kind of thing? Yeah, just on our show, yeah. Which who do you think hit it the best? Uh, shit. Um, there's been a lot. Um, yes. There, obviously, um, the big show being Captain Insano was, was funny as fuck. Um, okay. I, I, I like that cameo. There was, um, was it Highlander? That had Edge on it. I think I think he was in Highlander. Okay, I think so. The back back in the Brood, I don't know if it was the Brood days, but it was back when he had the long hair, like in his original mm-hmm. run. Um, yeah. And I thought that was funny because there's like a big fight scene, and he like picks up a rock, and then they like point swords at his dick, and they're like, "I think he's lost his edge." <laughs> like that that kind of tongue and cheek stuff is kind of funny to me like when I think of like uh, wrestlers like trying to be serious actors I mean See No Evil was a, a fun movie Kane did a great job yes. in that yes um oh, I'm I gonna mean, throw one out uh, yeah. Stone Cold Steve Austin on Nash Bridges okay I wasn't a Nash Bridges fan but um but I okay. do seem to recall seeing that um Gosh, man! Like, like I said, it's been so many. So, um, yeah, I, I'd probably go with that. And then, remember when Kevin Nash was on Sabrina the Teenage Witch? I do, I do. Um, it was the 3D episode where you had to get the special goggles from TV Guide. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there was. Uh, Kevin Ash on The Punisher was good. He didn't have any lines, but, uh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yep. Okay. Uh, Edge was in the Highlander Endgame. Yes, that was the one, yep. Uh, Undertaker in Suburban Commando was always a favorite of mine. Oh, yes. Just with the, you're a dead man, Ramsey. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, I'm trying to think of some other ones that are good. Um, Uh, Oh, my God. I can't believe we forgot one major one. It's not. It's kind of a cameo, but um, Roddy Piper. Oh yes, it. yes, yep. We should be cock slapped right now. Yeah. For not having that be like one of the first. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seth Rollins in Sharknado Four. <laughs> oh my God, he was seriously. In that. Yeah. He threatens to super kick people, which is like, did they not know what his moves were? Uh, oh that was a good one. Um, he just sling blades the fucking tornado in his dad. KT says uh, Nash got a couple lines on John Wick. He did, and he, his his role was interesting in that. I like that one, too. Um, yeah, that one was a lot of fun. Um, shit, man, like I said, there's there's been so many, and that's where it's like, okay, like, they try, they try man. <laughs> like, they put them out there, dude. Yeah. Um... Shit, there was God, was just, there was one that was just on just in my fucking head that I I can't remember now. Um, obviously Jesse Ventura and Predator, 
is a is a big one. Although at that point, I don't think he was he wasn't a wrestler anymore, right? At that point. Uh, what year was that? It's, it's been a while. Since I could. Sorry, go ahead. That's all right. I'm not. I'm not finishing that one. Go ahead. You know, um, that reminds me. Uh, when The Rock hosted Saturday Night Live, I thought a lot of his were really funny. Okay, yeah. Um, his promo with the, the, the bigger gentleman was pretty fucking funny. Him being a fucking monkey was hilarious in that, too. <laughs> and, then it, and then I remember that because uh, his prosthetic ear started falling off while he was doing yeah. his thing. Yeah, that was great. Uh, if you have any more uh, cameos that, uh, that you can think of, go ahead and... Uh, um, Share them with us. Yeah, share with us. Go to uh, twitter.com slash run on wrestling. Or run on network, sorry. Uh, and, uh, and tweet us. Um, KT says that the Islander was in a show called Cousins for Life. <laughs> yes, he was. <laughs> uh, we were going to talk yeah, We were gonna talk about it last week, um, but uh, it would appear as though SummerSlam is going to have a host. And it's going to be Cardigan Backyardigan, Cardi B. <sighs> so, you can say what you will about Cardi B's music. Um, there are, uh, it's never been really my thing. Um, you know, Wet Ass Pussy is, uh, I, I listen to the metal version of that song just because it's funnier that way. Um, <laughs> but, uh, um, the, the bigger issue obviously is the fact that, uh, and we talked about it here about the double standard of Cardi B admitting that she drugged and raped and stole from people. And people are just like, whatever, she's just fun. Like, no, 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 she's not. That's not a good thing. Like, yeah. So there's that. Um, but then also they name dropped Cardi B I think it was last year in a promo with Angel Garza and people started blowing her up and she got pissed about it and she like admitted like I haven't watched since since like the the 90s and it's like that's who you want hosting the person that's like I haven't watched this shit in 20 years sorry 30 years I mean I I get it I I get it it's to get people to watch and stuff like that I do like I understand that um and she is a big name right now, uh, so I I understand that. But yeah, I don't like her. Um, I mean, nope. is it any better or worse than Logan Paul showing up on on the show? Mm-hmm. Now it's I would say, even. yeah, it's about even after after that uh, Floyd Mayweather fight, uh, or as we like to call it, uh, Huggies. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, so we'll we'll see what happens there. But uh, I I know you are not a huge Cardi B fan. Oh, <laughs> the rap or whatever the hell hip hop you call it nowadays is fucking garbage, man. Uh, you know I don't I don't like to to um, throw the baby out with the bathwater. Um, a good portion of modern rap is garbage, but there are some good stuff out there. There are okay. like a. Uh, um, Joyner Lucas is putting out great shit still. Um, there, are the, you know, there are, there are some. It's not all fucking mumble rap shit like fucking Machine Gun Kelly and fucking uh, Lil Baby and shit like that. Like, 
that's stuff I could do without. But yeah, there are still some good fucking music that's getting put out there, you know. Oh yeah, you just gotta find them. Yeah, yeah. And you know, no, yeah. just don't listen to the radio. Yeah, see, man, I haven't listened to the radio in, I think, three years, really, because I've got Spotify, so I just listen to my songs. Uh, yeah. Then, uh, then what I'll do is I actually go on like YouTube and I try to find some like because there's a lot of really good YouTube rappers. As weird as that sounds, there's a lot of really good ones out there who don't have a record label like that, but are making like really fucking good music. Um, here, let me uh, let me just go through. He's gonna bring up an example. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up an example. Uh, let me get let me get to my my YouTube's here, and uh, behind door number <laughs> one. Hold on, let me let me get to. God, I have a lot of subscriptions. Um, <laughs> so, uh, um, hold on. So I, I look. I listen. I, I I watch a lot of shit. So I have to fucking find them. And it's been a little bit. But um, apparently we're having problems with the pull string for the curtain, sir. What? <laughs> God. <laughs> you are having problems over there. No, I'm good. Oh. Am I having pull problems? string for the curtain? Oh. It, hasn't been, it hasn't been pulled yet. We're having t- testicle difficulties. Oh yes, yes, you're right. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, we'll see. There's Violet Orlandi is a is a, a heavy metal chick. I like her. Um, God, I'm I am blanking on the guy's fucking name. But uh, um, oh, uh, Lady Lashore. She's a uh, a British rapper. She's really fucking good. Um, oh, I can't fucking remember the guy's name yet. I'm trying to find it, and I have like 240 different fucking <laughs> uh, things that I'm subscribed to, so it's kind of hard to find them sometimes. But 240? Yeah, dude, I, I subscribe to a lot of different things. Um, wow. That's an impressive number. Hey, you know, I, I do what I can, man. Uh, <laughs> Give the support any way you can. Well, yeah, I mean, you know. Um, <laughs> uh, let me see here. Uh, I found Dirt E uh, on YouTube. He was another one that I uh, that I watched for a little bit. Uh, Mac Miller was another one before he passed away um, that I was a big fan of. Um there's a guy it was like fast god it was something weird anyways anyways we're just gonna get bogged down with that um but yeah there's a there's a lot of good fucking uh uh rap music on there and obviously there's a lot of good, good just like our music like i said i found um uh, a guy on there um frog leap studios which is this guy leo and he does fucking metal versions of like popular songs and shit like that like so yeah there's a lot of really good fucking music out there but that's how i find it you know um i don't i don't listen to the radio anymore because oftentimes it's going to be the same exact fucking song over and over again and you're starting to get it now where like they're they're kind of branching out into like uh um tiktoks and shit like that so you'll get like a couple of bars in that um but uh yeah um so uh, all right 
We got what else? What else we got? We kind of went off from every single juice story <laughs> that we went through. We went way the fuck off. I don't even yeah. know how that last one started. That's okay. Uh, as you may know, um, it is Pride Month, and uh, obviously, uh, everyone here at the Rundown uh, stan all of our LBGTQ uh, people out there, and we are an ally podcast. And uh, this Pride Month, we did have a few uh, independent wrestlers who took the opportunity to come out and uh, and and let everybody know um, either their sexuality or um, their uh, you know um, gender as well. So quite a few of these I, I hadn't I'm not really familiar with. Um, but Danger Kid, somebody who I am familiar with, uh, did come out as pansexual, non-binary, and gender fluid. Um, Sandra Moon came out as pansexual. Uh, Jaden as bisexual. Uh, Catalina Perez, who's been on a couple of AW Dark, uh, came out as bisexual. Kay Faden came out as pansexual and heteroromantic. Uh, Iris Spiral, who I've never heard of, uh, came out as bisexual. Charlie Cashew uh, says, you know what? Um, my labels are fluid. I'm just just, just whatever I want to be right now. Uh, which is great. You know, live your best life. Uh, Blaze Bazuko came out as pansexual and gender fluid. Cameron Saturn as bisexual. Uh, Adriel Noctis as bisexual, which is a great fucking wrestling name. And uh, Addie Starr as bisexual. So, uh, Congratulations to all those people. Um, you know, obviously, that is a, a huge step to take, and uh, it takes a lot of uh, a lot of guts, honestly, uh, to be able to to do that. Yeah, a lot of courage. I mean, good for them. Uh, it and that's not something that's too easy to come out and talk about. Right. Yeah, and uh, it's another thing too um, in the profession that they do. You know that mm-hmm. um, while it it seems like a good deal of promotions are getting a lot better, there are still going to be now for those people. There might be a few more closed doors. There might be a few more open doors as well now too. Yes. Um, just just from that news, again, you know, some people might be like, you know what, I want that person on my roster because the the strength that they took to do that, you know, that's what I want on my roster. You know. Um, but obviously, you know, we talk about how WB has, you know, uh, Sonya Deville as an openly gay, uh, gay woman on the main roster. You've got Jake Atlas as an openly gay man, um, and down at NXT, they are starting to, um, you know, kind of open those doors a little bit more. Um, and we've been hearing kind of more and more of the WWE wrestlers now actually. Being, you know, coming out and, and being more open with, with who they really are. So, good on them. Um, it's It's been a long road, and it's going to continue to be a long road to try to get um, a lot of those wrestling companies to kind of uh, um, come to the 21st century here. Uh, the other thing is that you still have the issue with the fans, uh, and a lot of fans are pieces of shit, and... <laughs> Uh, it's sad, but you know those people will inevitably have a lot of assholes that'll attack them online, and and it will attack them in the fucking audience if they see them at a show or something like that. And that's obviously obviously always a sad thing. And we hope that those people get arrested and the, that the police do a little brutality to them. So, 
one more story before we get into our main show. Um, AEW recently had their pay-per-view, um, Double or Nothing. Uh, they came up with nothing, but uh, the Joker <laughs> in their battle or in their casino battle royal, totally not a Royal Rumble, uh, was one <laughs> Leo Rush. Uh, Leo, of course, uh, uh, a longtime WWE worker, uh, kind of a longtime fucking loudmouth uh, and generally annoying person. Uh, but uh, a lot of people were excited because they had heard, hey, Leo is signed with New Japan, you know, like he's he's going to work probably a couple of AEW dates, but once he can get over to Japan, he's going to be kind of a focal point for them over there. So then we got an Instagram post uh, from Leo Rush himself. Uh, it's a little long, but I'm going to read it in its entirety because I got nothing better to do. Well... I have written and erased this post so many times purely out of not being able to wrap my head around this. The moment I went home in a sling, I kept saying to myself, this was like any other time I got a little bruise or strain, and I would shrug it off and continue on my new journey. Once the pain subsided and I started to feel just how uncomfortable it was to feel my arm hanging from my body, I sunk into an immediate and rapidly growing depression because I knew something was wrong. Got the news that I'd be taking some time off due to this injury. Me thinking it would only affect my wrestling obligations, I still tried to go on about my days as I knew them. I realized just how much this would affect my everyday life. For anyone who knows me, you know that I work endlessly for me and my family. It became more and more frustrating every day, finding little things that I could no longer do. Like simply putting on a shirt and a much harder fact to deal with, not being able to pick up my newborn son. Now here comes the part that kept me up every night since Double or Nothing, knowing that I just made my surprise debut in one of the most exciting times of my career. That part sucked, but I'm grateful. Grateful for the opportunities that I've had this past year after my WWE release. So cool of AEW still wanting to sign me despite separating my AC in the Casino Battle Royale, which would have led to me being the first person in history to be signed to two major wrestling organizations simultaneously. That's not the case at all, but whatever. Uh, This is... (laughs) Like, literally, literally, John Moxley is signed to New Japan. He's their champion. <laughs> and also signed to AEW. Whatever. I'm moving on. Uh, this is an unexpected turn down a road that I, have, I would have and could have never seen coming. But I'm looking at this as a blessing in disguise. Since the injury, it's given me some time to think. Think about what I want in life. What I want for my wife and my kids. And what's going to make me happy as far as my mental health is concerned. The timing of this injury was has forced me to stop and reevaluate and ultimately it's resulted in me making the decision to retire from pro wrestling. Again. Thank you to the fans who have fought it out with me for the past seven years and the people in my corner. Thank you to all the promoters and friends, well, to all the promoters except for WWE, I'm sure, uh, and friends that, that I've met along the way who believe in me and my vision. This has been a great ride, but it's time for to get off and do what truly makes me happy. Due to contractual obligations with New Japan Pro Wrestling, I will be making final appearances once I'm healed, but for now, thank you all from the bottom of my heart, and I'll see you all soon. So there you go. Um... He Wait. he has a <laughs> sorry that's no, okay um man so obviously um nobody uh, you know you never wish injury on anybody uh separating of the of the AC uh you know is a difficult thing it's as far as I knew was something that could be overcome but um. 
you know, it seems to be that he has decided that um, even if he can recover, that he's probably done wrestling. So now, whether he stays done or not is a completely different story, and we will we will see if he pops up again. Um, but as of right now, it would seem that yeah, he he's not going to be making any more appearances for AEW. Um, and he says he's going to do his contractual obligations in New Japan. So I don't know if that means he's going to have to, like, be an on-screen guy for a little bit over there as like a, a manager or something like that, or mm-hmm. if there's like just like a signing thing or something like that. I don't know. That was kind of weird because, you know, I would I would assume that his contractual obligations would include oh I don't know wrestling. <laughs> so <laughs> I mean if he's if he's hurt I understand he can't. So you do what you can. But mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like like you said at the beginning of yours, you never wish injury upon anybody. But to this guy, injury sucks. But bye bye, adios. You've been nothing but fucking trouble. The uh, the other issue, obviously, here is the fact that this is not the first time that Leo Rush has used the word retired. Yep. And he has come back, and it's largely been just. Oh, nobody's booking me? Well, I'm retired. Yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, somebody wanted to book me? Well, I guess I'm back. So <laughs> it, it, it does. It makes it so that you're a little bit less willing to kind of kind of be happy for the guy for making a decision like this, you know, or, or even be sad for the guy for having to make a decision like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you also kind of start going, okay, well how legit is this you know because mm-hmm. we've also kind of seen that little bit of that is he, he tends to work people sometimes um is it the possibility that he wants out of the new japan contract and to do that he's got to be like no i'm retired you know i mean um i look i love kylie ray but she no showed impact and then suddenly got another uh, another fucking contract offer with new uh with nwa and it's like okay but I thought you were in a contract with Impact. What happened to that? You know? So, and I understand hers is, is a mental health issue as well. And, and Leo claims that his is a mental health issue uh, as well. Um, but, like, you know, that's... Look, look, most of us on this network also struggle with our mental health. It's really not an excuse to not not do what you are supposed to do. You know? Like, if you, if you sign a contract... And, and you need to do certain things, and yeah, you should probably do that. It's like, I understand if a company wants, you know, if, if you talk with a company and they go, you know what, that's fine, you know, we'll we'll cancel your contract, you can go someplace else, that's mm-hmm. fine. Um, but obviously, like, the, the fact that just not really going to, to talk about it at all, like, it's, that would probably be helpful for you to kind of get that out there, be like, you know, this is what I'm going through, because other people can hear that, and they can go, okay, well, that's, you know, I'm going through kind of the same similar things, like, you know, how did you handle it? I'd like to know how you handle it, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, so we'll see what happens with Leah Rush. I assume he's going to show up in Impact in a couple of months, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, again, yeah. like like you said, he's he's got that history of, of kind of being a knucklehead, and uh, yeah, it makes it so you're like, uh, yeah, that's right. This is the guy who who claimed that he didn't want to carry someone's bags, even though that's what kind of everybody does, regardless of their race. When they're a newcomer into the business, is you you know you do those things like 
it's the same situations where it's like, yeah, you have that same thing in like NFL locker rooms. Like the the, the newbies will carry the pads and stuff like that. You know, like it's it's it, it it's hazing to an extent, but not hazing to. It's not hazing. Yeah, it's, it's not, making them work for their spot. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those situations where WWE does this thing where uh, all the people that come into the performance center, even if they've been on the independent circuit for 15 years, they for the first thing they do is they tear down the ring and 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 build up the ring every show. You know, you had Finn Balor and Kevin Owens sitting there and doing it when they first came in. You know, and those guys were huge on the independence. You know, yeah, it's just all about you know kind of uh, kind of earning your stripe, and that was part of it too. Was hey, you know, you're the rookie, you know, and so you're gonna Bobby Lashley's going, you're gonna carry my fucking bags, you know, newbie. Like you haven't been in this business that long, and just to be like, no, I know when to do that. And it's racist to make me do that. Like, no, yeah, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah, so no. that that that's made it so. Yeah, we're we're just kind of like fuck this guy. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens with them. Done. I mean, I was incredibly underwhelmed with him showing up in AW in the first place. I mean, like the guy's got the guy's <laughs> got a lot of talent, but yeah, he seems like a genuine asshole. So, <laughs> like. Yeah, it's great that you got a family and you want to do good for them, but you also have coworkers, and you should probably not treat them like dirt. <laughs> just saying. Just throwing that out. Just, there. Just, just throwing it out there. Um, <laughs> uh, David K on the side says Lesnar drove the ring truck. Yeah, exactly. That that was a huge recruit, and yeah, he paid his dues, and that's what you had to do. Um, yeah. Uh, KT says the AEW stands was too devastated Lear was going to take the belt off Kenny hashtag main eventer that's true but it's okay it's okay because you know Mark Henry would be the one to take it off because everyone because nobody gave a fuck about Mark Henry for the past six years until he showed up on AEW remember remember how everyone fucking bitched about them them having Big Show get a title shot after Wrestlemania and then suddenly he shows up on AEW and it's like yeah we want to see him wrestle it's like no you don't you didn't. <laughs> you were happy he was gone. I was gonna say I, I, I didn't wish that. No, no. But it's it's all that revisionist history on shit. Like, it's, there's it's the, the fucking internet, man. Yeah. The the only one that I've really seen so far is like, yay, Christian's back. I want to see him fucking take those people. And then he show up in AEW. It's like, yay, Christian's back. I want to see him take all those people. It's like, okay, yeah, that's good. I want to see him take out people too. Sadly, he's been there for four months and he's wrestled four times. <laughs> so. And his most his most recent match is going or his next match is going to be against Angelico. I wonder who's going to win that one. <laughs> like, fuck me, man. Oh, dude, it is. It's <laughs> it's honestly like if they if they were like uh, if they were able to bring Trish Stratus out of retirement, and it was like uh, I'm talking WWE, and it was like okay, yeah, Trish Stratus is back. She's going to have a fucking you know run with the company. And they're like, all right, and her first match. Eve Marie, you'd be like, no, <laughs> that's what they're doing with Christian right now. It's like, all right, man, Christian's here. He's gonna wrestle his first match. Matt Seidel, okay, sure, we're gonna we're gonna have him like face other people, right? Like, <laughs> he's not gonna keep facing these choppers, is he? Okay, what's what's his uh, what's his next match gonna be? And it's just like, yeah, that's the kind of thing, like. Okay, you're. I don't know. 
I, I don't want to listen to the, the, the to that podcast, but it's like, okay, like, oh yeah, Christian Cage comes in, yeah, he's 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 going against Frankie Kazarian. Oh, that's a cool, that's a cool match. He's against Powerhouse Hobbs. You're like, oh, okay, Man Sidell. You're like, all right, <laughs> all right, like, really? Like, this is what we're doing now? Like, it's like, okay, all right, well, all right, well, his next match is gonna be good, right? Oh, he's he's in a tag team with Jungle Boy. Okay. And now he's facing an helico. All right, so I guess uh, I guess we have no plans to do anything with him then. All right, good to know. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> oh my God, they're just shuffling out money to keep get guys. That's yeah, it, it, this is the same. Again, I don't, I'm, I'm sorry that we keep delving into this, but uh, it's <laughs> it's the same situation. It's the same thing that TNA did. They they would uh, they would just hire new fucking shiny toys. They'd push the rest of the guys down the card, and all of a sudden you'd be like, okay, well, I really liked what they were were doing with uh, with uh, Chris Sabin there, but I guess he's not going to be on anymore because we need to get Scott Steiner on. Okay, sure, like, and I guess he's not a main eventer anymore. Like, all right, like, man, they had AJ Styles there for a fucking decade. And it was like, okay, like Styles is doing great, like he's the champion stuff like that. It's like, oh, oh well, um, here's the thing: we hired Rob Van Dam, uh, so bye bye main event spot. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you say that, but that's not what they're doing with Christian, obviously. No, they're it's just not a main event spot, but no, he's he's not in the main event and I know that but it's also kind of the thing I was like okay but you're just like putting him on the show against random people you know so I don't know so that happens when you sign a fuck ton of people just because you have money yeah right oh, oh man yeah wow <laughs> like I said man it's like okay well you know it's uh Oh, we signed Alberto El Patron. Better put the fuck title on him. <laughs> okay, now, now we're now we're seriously we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna push our own guys. Oh shit, we hired Johnny Impact. All right, well, better put the title on him too. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. Like I said, they're they're not hopitoting the title around to any all the new people coming in, but what they are doing is bringing in a bunch of people other than doing fuck all with them, but yet, like, an QT Marshall is in the storyline. <laughs> yeah, he needs one, bro. Yeah. Well, you know, tune in this Friday for Sting and Darby Allen to have a huge announcement where I guess we get the gender reveal for their kid. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. They said they have an announcement, so it's going to be something like, uh, we're going to be, like, we're going to go be, like, a legit tag team now i don't know something fucking stupid probably it's like is is darby really getting over because he's he's sting adjacent no there's people just like oh it's sting and that's not even saying much either people were chanting you still got it or you can still go right over that because he did a fucking like sharpshooter it's like he did one move dude relax like in that entire match he did like four moves and that was it like that's not being able to still go <laughs> Oh, that's that's not good. Yeah. Oh my God. All right, let's let's get away from that comment. All right. Well, I would say it is time for a little something that we call 
the good. The bad. Smackdown. It's time for the good, the bad, the what the fuck. Ginger. My good from Smackdown is Rick Boogs. <laughs> Who can blame you? <laughs> yes, I had two weeks in a row because he was on two weeks in a row. At least for me, I should say. Uh, <laughs> yeah. A fuck, every, fuck everything else because Rick Boogs was on. I, I, f- I forget who said this. I can't remember if it was in the feed or if I saw it. Rick Boogs is just a way better version of Elias. Well, yeah. He's he's Elias. Like, they both can play guitar. That's probably the only thing that people are doing with the comparison there. But Rick Boogs has fucking charisma. Like Oh, yes. And, yeah, like, I don't know, man. You don't have energy to do this shit, man. Can't just be like Elias and just just sit there and talk shit to people. Mm-hmm. Gotta put some emotion into it, man. That's right. You gotta be able to do this. <laughs> My name is Rick. Boom. That's charisma. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Oh my god. Like I said, man, he's a star. He's got the hair for it, too. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, Rick Boogs. It's gonna continue to be, yeah. he's gonna continue to be my my good. Uh, but what's wrong with <laughs> go ahead, what's what's your good? And what? Uh, Bailey's laugh is so fucking bad, it's good. Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't agree, but okay. But it's doing what it's supposed to. That's why I like it. <sighs> yeah, I look. Hundred percent, I understand. Um, Heels are supposed to be annoying, and she does that in spades. She's doing a great job in that. Um, so that aspect of her character, I'm I, I'm fine with because yeah, it is it is something that like it, being able to make people not like you um, for a character you play and not just for tweets you put out uh, is a lost <laughs> uh, a lost <laughs> ability. So yeah, her she's been because it's it's difficult because there are times that she can come off really fucking good and really entertaining and funny. And you're like, mm-hmm. you, oh, you don't want to do that for... Her calling out fucking Michael Cole for him calling her uh, Bel- Belanga. Belanga and her just being like, it's Bianca Belair, you stupid idiot. <laughs> oh my god, when she said that last week, dude, oh, that was gosh. actually under my goods list. Yeah. 
that right there is like okay that's too good dude like i'm sorry that's people are gonna love that and (laughs) (laughs) but a fitter character so interested it um honestly like um my what the fuck actually this week has been the build to bailey versus bianca I never said the build was any good. Yeah, I just I just want to piggyback off because you because <laughs> you said the laughing thing and the fact that they just like surrounded the fucking arena with her face and and her cackling. I don't know, man. Like this should be better, right? Between these two, it should be a better build between these two. I think I think the match will be good. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think the match but will be good. Just the build is just kind of blah. Yeah, as long as they don't do another fucking, like, tie you up with my hair finish like they did last time. Uh, it might come into play once, but not for the finish. Yeah, but if, if we do a hair versus hair match, I'm totally down for it. Because, <laughs> like I said, I mean, it, her her losing the, the Karen haircut might be really interesting. You don't have to shave her bald. You can do the Julia thing and just, like, buzz her head like mine. Oh, my God. I, I mean, she did it. Good for her. Yeah. But that's rough. Eh, short haircuts are in right now. She could she could pull it off, I think. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you never know. I, I think she does the Karen look pretty well. Well, I mean, it fits her character very well, and she has done a very good job on that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting. I don't know if they'll do that or not. Um, I'm still saying go with a pubes versus pubes match, but I don't know that either one of them has them. So pubes on a pole match. There you go. Uh, KT says he's all in on Shin and Boogs, especially if they kick the shit out of Ray and Dominic. Agreed. Uh, <laughs> um, anyways, did you have anything else uh, for your good or? No, that's it. SmackDown was kind of blah this week. The, the show was larger built around Roman, and Roman did a fantastic job as always. He He's always been, like, the good each week, even if we don't mention it kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, this, this show was definitely um, all about that storyline, you know? Obviously, mm-hmm. during the tag team match, uh, then kind of setting it up where maybe the Usos turn on him eventually kind of thing. But, yeah, so that's always going to be... Uh, good until it's not. So. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, they they. There's a lot of different ways they can go about doing things. Yeah. Yeah. So just just let just play with it for a little while. Mm-hmm. Don't just let it sit there. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I'm um, I'm curious to see because uh, uh, he who inserts uh, penises into his own asshole uh, mentioned that it is a, a lock that the match for Hell in a Cell will be Roman Reigns versus Rey Mysterio for the championship. So, um, again, it's most likely just because the Usos face them and he's just extrapolating information, which is what he normally does, which is what any of us can do. That Most likely that's going to be a thing, but it'll be interesting when we hear plans change because, you know, that was never the plan to begin with. But we'll see. <laughs> uh, what is your bad? Well, uh, my bad... So Liv, Liv Morgan is just going to be your okay worker that is going to put people over. What good is Carmella after losing three times to Sasha straight in a row? Uh, that killed all of her mo- momentum with the gimmick, so why not give Liv the win, considering you kind of just fucked her by releasing her tag team partner? Man, 
I don't know if it's uh, it's because you know we we did the interview together or if because we shared that hot tub together afterwards. But uh, my bad was fuck Liv Morgan, I guess. It's <laughs> we're we're just on the same wavelength on this. I I didn't like that either because why like why does Carmella need to continue to be a thing? Oh, once she lost those matches to Sasha, it was done. Yeah, it's just there was no re like. You should not have put Carmella in that storyline first. Just a job three fucking times. Right. Because that ruined her whole new gimmick, all of it. It just soured it immediately. Yeah. So, Agreed. Uh, so, yeah. Fuck Liv Morgan. I would, but WWE needs to stop. I don't get it either. Like, you she's the last person left now so like clearly you want to do something with her because you're keeping her Mm -hmm. around so do something with her like Carmella is a former champion you could use that as a jumping off point of like oh my god Liv Morgan just pinned a a former two time money in the bank champion and a former Smackdown Women's champion like that's a big fucking jumping point off it you know like there's a reason why the one two three kid beat beat Razor Ramon because you needed to have you know sometimes you need to have them beat the fucking even if Carmella is not viewed as that top person she's expendable at this point like we've seen you can heat her up and put her into a title position or you can use her to put over the talent, other young, other you know, other talent. I can't say younger talent because they're all close to the same age, but the other talent, and that's <laughs> that's somebody that you could that needs to be put over here. Is like you've tried a couple different things with Liv, and like just fucking run with it, man. Like please, uh, yeah, I don't get it. Please, for the love of God. <sighs> so, well, that's gonna set us to what the fuck, Troy. Yeah, I gave mine. That was it was oh, the bank of it, so it's just you for what the fuck. <clears throat> Alright, so um it's funny that you said this earlier. I don't want to see Rey Mysterio versus Roman Reigns. No. Because <laughs> you know No. Nobody does. Um you couldn't have just had the Usos feud with the Mysterios and then have Reigns on his own storyline while still keeping the family storyline going. It's pretty simple. I'm tired of the Mysterios. I'm tired of the tag titles not being the focal point on the show. We just had those titles not defended for 45 days straight, and now you're going this route with Ray and Reigns. I don't like it. Fucking yuck. I know that Ray has that credibility as being a former world champion and, and a, an eventual Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. I understand that. But he's a tag champion right now. This can wait. You know, yep. um, or this could never happen, and I'd still be okay with it because I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't need it either. But have him do a legitimate tag team run with it. You know, have them work the rest of the tag teams you've got over on SmackDown, and then eventually put over a heel team, or or, or a newer team, or a younger team, or something like that. Uh, or even have put over a face team. You know, just have them put over another team instead of just being like, all right, you got the tag titles. That's what you wanted, right? All right, well, now we need you for Hell in a Cell. Yeah. Yeah, I don't get it either. Uh, I don't. Mind-boggling. Yeah. I tell you. Uh, fucking hate it. Yeah. So, <laughs> anything else from, from SmackDown? Nope, not for me. Yeah, like I said, it was pretty much dominated by by the uh, the Reigns-Uso storyline, mm-hmm. so it was kind of hard to, to find other things. 
So that takes us over to Raw, where it is not hard to find bad things. Uh, but sometimes difficult to find good things. Uh, I uh, want to give a honorable mention to Rhea's top. Because damn. Um, but uh, my, my good from Raw, and I swear AJ Styles called them our gay bro. Sound like a tomato. Okay. <laughs> I even, I rewound it too. Well, not rewound it because it's on fucking YouTube, but I, I even backed it up. But again, I was like, I swear he calls them our gay bro. Um, but my good was actually that entire segment leading up to that, up to the tag match. Because first of all, like AJ doing great work, kind of running down everybody, you know, things like that. But then having uh, the new day were fine. Um, they they got a couple shots in, which which you know was their normal kind of stuff. Um, but when <laughs> RK or uh, Gabriel uh, has been the best thing on Raw the past couple of weeks, and this was no difference because you had Randy Orton trying his hardest not to fucking crack up laughing, uh, and whenever whenever look Randy is. <laughs> Randy isn't always the best actor, and <laughs> he tends to not be able to hide his facial expressions well when he needs to, uh, as we've seen in the past. And this was, he tried so fucking hard not to bust up laughing during this whole thing. He was doing, like, if you ever watch any, like, show that's done live or anything like that, you can start seeing they'll put the fucking hand in front of their face, they'll play with their fucking beard a little bit, they'll kind of turn around, they'll do a little sniffing and stuff like that. Like, they'll do everything with their face to try not to fucking... And that's what he was doing the entire time. And it was all because... I do not know how much of this was scripted with Riddle... But him being like, I'm wearing two shirts. <laughs> First of all, started that off, where he started to get it. But then he's be like, I'm wearing two shirts because Randy doesn't wear shirts and he doesn't wear pants. And that line almost <laughs> fucking killed him. <laughs> and then I swear, Orton had lines in that, and he ripcorded out of doing any of them because he couldn't fucking do them. Oh no, no, because. Yeah, there's you you could tell like it seemed like there was supposed to be something and then it was just like Riddle just did the little fucking lock my face and, and then Orton them playing along and taking the imaginary key and putting it into his boot was just like come on guys like this is too good <laughs> <laughs> that's too fucking funny because it, he did it so seriously too where it's just like okay it it just had me fucking rolling yeah man that's great stuff uh, they were my good from last week too was like a- anything involving those two is fucking comedy gold right now yeah for sure and they're striking gold with like uh, Stricker uh, with Riddle being partnered with the serious type of person. yeah and um, I do love the you know um, last week we had Orton winning with the bro Derek um, mm-hmm. but then <laughs> Again, we've talked about it numerous times. If you're not following Randy... Was that? I was, was, was going to say, you're going to bring up the tweet? Yeah, of course. Because if you're not following Randy on Twitter, do it. Because they, they, <laughs> WWE put out a tweet of like, oh, you know, here's Orton using the the Bro Derek to... Like, Orton, we're using the Bro Derek to win a match. And Orton's response was, 
I didn't say his moves were bad. It's just that they're all dumb fucking names. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like, oh my god, dude! It, like, it's too perfect. Man, fantastic stuff. <laughs> KT says Rhea's top was the hardest working talent in the show. Goddamn, it was, dude. Like, and I kept, I was like fascinated by it too. Obviously, just because it's fucking amazing tits, but also just like I was like, she's got like a little weird like strap thing on the side of it and it's like somehow they're holding those things in and it's just yeah she probably like super glues that business I can't Im- look I've never uh, look I I'm a hairy bear so mm-hmm. I don't I don't have the same uh, same issues that that Rhea was there she doesn't have the same issues that I would have if I was going to tape my tits over that she but you still have tiny little hairs in there, even if you're going to fucking shave your tits before doing it like that. But tearing tape off your nipples can't be fun, right? I mean, for some people it might oh. be fun, but... <laughs> well, you might as well wax them. <sighs> man. But that shit's sensitive, man. Like... Oh, I know. I don't know. But shit, I mean, if you're going to fucking... If you're going to keep it tucked in, then hell, might as well do it while you're working out, too, and then boom, take it off, boom. Yeah, boom, man. nipples. Like I said, man, it's just like that. That can't be any fun to just be like <laughs> rip those. You know, look, I would love to watch that happen. Not saying oh, anything yes. else, but yeah, man. Like I don't know. To to me, you know, tape and nipples, probably not the greatest things. But you know, I mean, <laughs> what are you gonna do? Uh, <laughs> Alright, uh, what is your good? Holy hell, an actual tag team is the number one contender for the tag team titles on Raw. Yes, sir. Uh, congrats to the Viking Raiders for being in the spot that they should have been in as soon as Ivar was healed up. Um, thank you for actually doing something right. RK Bro and the New Day need to stay off and do their thing. Omas, AJ, and Viking Raiders. <clears throat> Holy shit, I completely forgot. We were talking so much about RK Bro. I forgot the other funny, the, the other great part about that thing was fucking The Miz <laughs> slow motion rolling down the ramp in his wheelchair. That was fucking funny too, man. Like, those two guys fuck them, but that was hilarious. Um, <laughs> totally went into this match being like, well, it's clearly RK Bro. That's winning it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the fact that they didn't was a pleasant surprise. Uh, and it it wasn't a case of, like, doing a swerve just for a swerve's sake. It was either like, no, no, it, it makes sense that the actual yeah. tag team would win that match. And they did it in, like, pretty dominating fashion, too. You know? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, um, Mace and T-Bar, another team that I would like to see them, but they're also kind of heels, so I I, yeah. I, I figured that we'd probably mm-hmm. do kind of hissing, but I like this sort of, like, okay, we're not, like, we know what we have with RK-Bro, but you know what, let's not fast-track it. Let's have it be, okay, like, the Viking Raiders will most likely lose, but still, oh, yeah. it's it's nice that they're going to get a title shot and sort of, yeah. you know, and, and kind of keep them around there. And then, yeah, you can circle around back to that again. But, yeah, we, we know what's going to happen. RK Bro's taking those titles off of Adrian almost. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I like that it's not the first pay-per-view after they got together. Like, it's going to oh, be a little God. bit. Yeah. 
Uh, probably SummerSlam. Yeah, and I, I, I think that's the perfect time to do it, too, because then you'll have the fans back. Uh, and RK Bro, I think, is going to be over big with the fans. Um, just yeah. just from the reaction that I've seen online and everything like that, I feel like, yeah, I feel like they're going to get a huge pop when they win those belts. Um, and, yeah, why not wait <laughs> off on it? And, 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 and yeah. this is better than just doing, like, okay, they win it, and then you do trickery at Hell in a Cell, so then they have to do a rematch at... No, no, no. Save it. Yeah. Save it. Yeah. Totally with you. Save that build, baby. Yep. <laughs> All right. Um... What is your bad? Uh, the Raw's side of the women's tag team division is just god-awful. And they have a god tag awful. team division. <laughs> they they really don't. They have Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. They got, they, they got more than SmackDown does right now. <laughs> uh, oh. Well... Then this can be an all-around bad for both I mean, brands. it's all bad, yeah. Uh, it's... I mean, I'm glad Naya isn't on my TV and Reginald isn't on my TV. It's a plus. Yeah. But... Every time. You, you have... You have nothing. Yeah. Literally, nothing. And then they try to throw Asuka and uh, Nikki Cross together. Oh, man. It's like, no... They should be up top. You need to bring in a female tag team. Like a, a, a well-oiled machine. Yeah. But I highly doubt we ever get that. It, it's not my bad, but can we talk a bit about that promo against Nikki Cross? Sure. What the fuck, man? Them just being like, she's not the prettiest... And like, oh, she's she's just okay. Like, what are we doing, man? Why why are we one commenting about a, a woman's appearance? Two, why is that part of the storyline that Nikki Cross is like the spunky underdog, but she's also like maybe not the hottest? Like, Nikki Cross one is hot. Um, while I understand she she is not like the smoke show hot, she is an attractive woman. But two, like. This is one half of one of the best women's tag teams out there. And, like, I don't know what they're doing. Like, this isn't going to get her over. To for, no. to have, like, the the two behemoths of the women's division, like, talking down to her. Them. Like, dude, she should be, like, she should legitimately be in the title picture. Yeah. Like, after she beat Charlotte, after she beat Rhea, and... Those stupid random ass fucking matches that we yeah. got, but I, I, I don't understand it, man. You need she needs to be up top. Yeah. But well, let's uh, make a tag team. Yeah, let's make a tag team. Let's put Oscar back in the tag team division because we don't know what to do oh. with her. Uh, and let's put fucking Charlotte back in the tag team division because we don't know what to do with her apparently. But Unbelievable. That was the most paint by numbers fucking booking ever. It was a, oh, these two are going to face each other at the pay per view. Can they coexist? Nope. Shocker. <laughs> what do you know? Yeah. But again, like. Oh, God, I hate that. Nikki being, like, all excited because she lasted two minutes against uh, essentially a rookie and, like, yep. somebody that she beat for the tag team belts before. <laughs> or beat, beat to retain, yep. the, uh, retain the belts, I should say. Yeah. Like and Charlotte going full fucking Karen too to be like, I want you to strike this from my record. Like it didn't happen. Like I don't know. It just it's none of it looked good to me. 
It leaves a bad taste in your mouth. I mean, that's what Roth does, basically, but... Yeah. Just this specifically, it was like, yeah, yeah. Much like, uh, much like ass to mouth, just left a bad taste in there. Uh, my, my bad though is Jackson Records a face. Good luck with that. Oh my god, <laughs> I'm not even worth my time. It ain't gonna work. It's fucking garbage. So, yeah, I've talked about it before. <laughs> People want to see this dude fired, and for what he did, like, okay, well then that means that like seven million people in the world would be fired for what, what the yes. same thing he did. Now, if you want to bring up the fact that he one time put out a Facebook page where he said that uh, he watched the movie Twelve Years a Slave, and maybe black people should realize they don't have it as bad as that, like. It's not inherently racist. It's not a good thing to put out there, but it's also not illegal. And like it, it, it felt more like he's just a fucking dipshit. Like he's a flag, he's a flag waving like hardcore Republican dipshit. But you know what? So are a lot of people in wrestling. So are a lot of people in the world, man. Like you most likely have worked with a, quite a few people who have said worse than Jackson Riker has tweeted out. Oh yeah. But. This whole idea of, like, he should be fired because of it. Like, that's not how this works. Like, he... Unless you saw him at the fucking January 6th insurrection, or he's, you know, or or he is legit tweeting out racist things, which he hasn't. He has not outwardly said anything or, or done anything racist or like that. Like, there's no reason for him to lose his job. I mean... And in terms of that, him being a mediocre wrestler, a guy who can't talk, and a general shitbag, is enough reason for him to not be in, in, in the company anymore. But that's based on performance. Like he's just he's not yeah. doing it for anything. But to turn around and be like he should be fired because he's a Trump's chair. Well, guess what? Like fucking Chris Jericho openly donated money to Trump, and you're not calling for him to be fucking fired, you know? So again, this is a demo god, right? But again, it's just like okay, go after the people that deserve to go that that deserve to have go after, you know, go after the people yeah. that uh, you know that have actually tweeted out racist things or said racist things on you know, go after Hulk Hogan, you know, by all means, go for it, because that dude's a fuck brother, because that that dude's a piece of shit. By all means, hate him, go for it. Jackson Riker, I understand not liking. I don't like Jackson Riker. If if he got released, I wouldn't care. But I don't. I'm not pushing for him to get released because he tweeted out support of the president during Black Lives Matter. They're gonna like that. A lot of people did. A lot of people that you work with every day. You know, most likely you you you, you bought a coffee from a dude who is a, a flag waving Trumpster and stuff like that. Like it's it's part of the world right now. You know. And it's just it's just sort of ridiculous. It's like, you know I I may not agree with it, but it is still freedom of speech, man. And like and they're 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 free to fucking voice their support for an asshole if they want, you know? As long as it is not as long as they're not tweeting out anything racist or sexist, I'm fine with it. Whatever. Like you're gonna have those people out there, you know? Yeah, but a lot of people can't ignore those people, so I, and I get like, but you know, fucking worry about yourself a little bit more, you know. Like, oh, everybody's gonna worry about everybody else, man. 
That's the thing. Like I said, I mean, worry about the fact that WWE just hired a guy who got fired from Fox News for for sexual harassment complaints. Go after that guy. Because that guy legit got fired for sexually harassing people and got another job. By all means, go after that guy. But until... He won't last long. No. Until Jackson Riker comes out and starts, like, throwing around the N-word or starts talking about how, like, you know, women are trash or stuff like that. Like, he's just, he's nothing. And if you boo him, that's what they, well, not anymore, it's not what they wanted, but, like, if you were booing him before, like, that's what they wanted. So, which I have said this numerous times before, if you don't like a guy and you want them to get rid of him, do nothing. Because the worst thing you can have is no reaction. Because if Jackson Riker walks out there and the entire crowd just goes, then they're going to go, yeah, it's not working. (laughs) You're not getting any reaction. You're gone. You're fired. That's right. But yeah, I I don't know what this is. I don't don't know if this is just they're going to fucking feed him to Elias and then release him, or if they... Oh no, they're going to feed him to Lashley. I guess, yeah, that's another thing to get to. But yeah, what's gonna happen? He's gonna fuck. He's gonna get a title shot. Probably. Yeah. Oh I, my god. I don't get it. And like, oh, you you shaved your head, so. No, no, you're, you're different. You're a good guy. Yeah, you're a good guy. Yay. Like, first of all, he probably like shaved his head because that motherfucker's balding as hell. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just. That was a deep hairline. There, there are certain people that just do not work as a face and that guy he can't fucking talk to like he is so bland and like he has a good look to him that's the only thing i will say like the tattoo the body and stuff like that he's got a good look to him but he's he's at best a muscle for somebody so having having them turn him and have him be the fucking like spunky baby face here like ugh, just no Alright, um, my what the fuck for this week, and I'm thinking a lot of people's. The main event was a former MMA fighter being scared of a doll. Hey, what do you know? <laughs> Man, what the fuck are they doing with my Shayna Baszler? Dude, I went on a, well, I typed out a long ass rant for this, so <laughs> oh. go ahead and get your points out because I get a good one. <laughs> Look, I I am okay with them trying something new because that's what they were doing here. Um, this wasn't they, this wasn't a contract signing. This wasn't your typical shit over that. They were trying something. It didn't work, but at least you're trying something. Um, <laughs> but my problem here is the fact that. People were already kind of tired of the supernatural shit with with Bray, and then to do this, to have Shayna one somehow the doll has a camera in it, and so we can watch Shayna stop at him. But then to do this weird fucking thing with like you know, looking in the mirror, it's just it's it it's like. Do you think this worked when the Ultimate Warrior had black ooze, ooze coming out of his face? Like, did this work? It was green. Yes. Whatever. The shit out of me. Did it? Did it work when fucking? Who was the one that? 
like Papa Shango, I think it was, that was like only you can see me kind of thing. Like most of the stuff hasn't worked in the past, and it's like largely winds up on people's like worst skits ever in WWE. Like this is, yeah. I'm just gonna pencil this in for worst fucking storyline <laughs> because Shayna is finally gets rid of that fucking 300 pound weight around her fucking ankle and goes into this. Like, no, just no. okay. <laughs> Just no. I I can see the floor to the representative from North Carolina. <laughs> from sorry, from Ireland. Ireland. Speaking of Irish, I think Becky Lynch comes back at SummerSlam. Oh, well, no doubt, dude. Have you seen any of the pictures of her late, lately? No, I haven't. No. She's looking good, man. She got that tummy tight. Like, yeah, she is in return to the ring shape uh and i do think i i do think at this point like why bring her back when there's no crowd no bring her back yeah, at no, some you want, you want to get that pop yeah that pop is going to be fucking tremendous so yeah so you have it where Rhea retains and turns around and the fucking and becky's the music goes off and that crowd just goes ape shit and then because Rhea has been a tweener she gets to be the heel in that situation and most likely loses her title but it's okay because it's Becky and you know people want to see her back so yeah 100% alright brother go for it so you take the second longest reigning NXT Women's Champion bring her into Raw and make her look like a complete badass just to lose that mania you take her off TV for quite some time and don't do shit with her and eventually ending up feuding with Nia Jax and so they eventually become a tag team. They become the tag team champions. Now she's afraid of a fucking doll. This feud with Alexa can only end up in one way, and we all know where that where it's going. Shayna will lose all encounters and made to look like a complete waste of the talent, which we obviously know she is not. I'm not really looking forward to this, and I'm pretty sure a lot of others aren't either. If Shayna dominates, then I won't be as upset by it, but I know that won't happen, and that makes, I think, you and I both very frustrated. And O'Rant. Welcome to my TED Talk. I do I do love the fact that, uh, for those of you not watching on Twitch, Ginger is just a head and a beard at this point, because his, his room is so dark that it's not picking up the rest of his shoulders. Uh, <laughs> so, you just you look like a fucking really angry Irish alien. <laughs> um, yeah. Call me. Uh, Katie says I spent the last year thinking they couldn't possibly ruin Shane anymore. Now I know I was wrong. Yeah, man. <laughs> like this is uh, Shane is so easy to book for because you've done it so many times before. Just be a badass. Just let her be a badass. You know, she's a MMA badass. Just make her fucking Ken, female Ken Shamrock. Like you, you've done this before. You know, <laughs> you you have booked the legit ass kickers before. You know, and like yep. you you book Becky Lynch in the way you probably should be booking Shayna. You know, as just like a fucking you know. And Shayna was really good in NXT as a as a bully you know she just fucking bullied people and stuff like that there's no reason why she couldn't do the same thing here and instead we've just done this weird shit with her for so long and now this where it's like she started running away because the tv screens were getting fucked up 
Like, damn. Yeah. Oh my god. I don't get it. I don't. Shoot yourselves in the foot because that's what you're doing. Shoot yourselves in the head because we need new writers. Well, <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, but <laughs> well, you know. <sighs> just, just absolutely disgusting booking of Shayna, and I wish you never left NXT. And this is from a, coming from a guy when I first started covering NXT. I hated Shayna Baszler. Sure, I wasn't that way. I wanted yeah. no, uh, nothing to do with her. No, but I, then I, I realized what she was all about, and I was like, oh, okay, I like it. Yeah, I've, I've liked Shayna from the beginning, and um, I recently listened to. Uh, her, I think she was on oral sessions, um, and it was really interesting hearing a lot of you know um, what she had to say, because that, that's that's one of the things that will still get me is when uh, when you actually hear wrestlers like talk about themselves and be real people, you know. Um, yeah. It was uh, I, I had the same thing with Seamus. I wasn't a huge Seamus fan, but then I listened to him and I was like, Jesus Christ, this guy's like really fucking humble. And like, he's like, uh, like talks about all these people that helped him along the way. It's, and yeah, you kind of gain a new appreciation for him a lot of times. And you know, Shayna's that same way where it's like, she talks, she's talked about like, she had the whole story of when she first kind of came up and, and like trying to tweak her character and being like, you know, and talking to Vince and Vince would be like, okay, well, it's good, but let's do a little bit more of this, you know, and then she kind of talked about the frustration of, like, you know, because, and, and, spoiler alert for the, the, the Marty interview, but he talks about it as well, of the, like, it's, okay, it, it's good, but it's not what we're looking for, okay, you did something different, it's good, but it's not what we're looking for, and just keep hearing, like, it's not what we're looking for, and being like, well, what are you looking for, and never getting that answer, you know, and, and how frustrating that can be, of just, like, well, how many more things do I have to try before you finally tell me and just flat out fucking tell me what you want, you know? So it's, yeah, but she's she's too talented of a worker and a talker for them to continue to do this weird shit. And, like, Alexa is not somebody who I go, I can't wait until Alexa gets in the ring, you know? Because she's not, Alexa is a character. She's not that strong of a worker like she can work she's good but she is nowhere near the level of a lot of the other women out there so you can't even be like well we'll get through this poopy shit and then we'll have the two of them face up in hell in a cell or whatever because you're like well it's it's still alexa wrestling then and <laughs> you know so i don't know she's not bad i thought I th- i've always enjoyed yeah. alexa didn't say she was bad just oh, said, yeah, no, no, just said. There are some things like you're like you could be like, okay, well, we'll get through this shit, and then we'll be able to watch Tomasa Champa in the ring with somebody. Like that's yeah. those those types of people. You just be like, I can get through this shit because I get to watch them wrestle. Alexa's is not somebody who I'm like looking forward to them wrestling. I like watching her wrestle. I like watching her, but. Yeah, most of but her thing is always going to be like, I want to see the the in between stuff. The wrestling is inconsequential to her honestly so but uh, like Shayna I like watching work because I think she's a really good wrestler and so when they do shit like this where it's like okay well she's got some dumb shit but it's fine because the match will be great you know that was always her thing in NXT it's like not everything worked but the matches were always she'd always deliver on you know oh yeah so yep alright well I I think I've exhausted myself on any of this 
Did you have anything else that you wanted to bring up? Oh, oh Ricochet is alive. I forgot to mention that. Yes, and was being used. And Carrillo isn't dead as well after that scare a few weeks ago. Oh my gosh, yeah. It was it was nice to see him walking around. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and yeah. Um, but besides that, yeah, I mean, I I don't want to say I hated this week's two episodes. There was some interesting stuff that happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe we're turning a corner here for Raw, but every time I feel like we're hitting that corner, it just that that corner just gets chopped. I could hit two more corners. Yeah, for sure. So, but yeah, that's about it. Yeah, I hear you. All right. Um, okay. Well, like I said, if you want to listen to the Marty interview, uh, go to patreon.com slash run wrestling. Um, KT uh, has a question for us uh, saying, do you think they bring Eva Marie in as a wrestler or do they throw a swerve and bring her in as a manager and debut baby Brock straight to the main roster? From what the rumors have been is that they are planning on having wrestle. It looked like there there was a, uh, a promo video that said the evolution comes Monday. So I don't know if that means that her in-ring re-debut is Monday or if she's just going to actually be on the show instead of vignettes. Um, So we'll see. They they won't have her bump right away. Well, we'll see. But, um, yeah, I I think that they will probably have her maybe do a little bit of a run. Um, Not winning by any means, but a little bit of at least like a... You know, they might do a couple of in-ring matches before transitioning her to uh, a manager role, I would think. Because they, they they have done some videos of her, like, actually training again. So she, she, yeah. she is relearning how to take a bump. Now, obviously, managers need to learn how to take a bump, too, because, you know, they'll get hands placed on them every once in a while. But um, there's also been talk of her kind of having a muscle. Um, so... I don't know. We'll see, but uh, the it is interesting to to think of like her and uh, um, Parker Bardoro, you know, kind of being a thing. I think that would be interesting. Um, but I don't think he's anywhere near ready to be uh, in the ring. <laughs> oh no, God no. So and I don't think we want to. We don't want to have any incidents. So no. All right. Well, uh, I think with that. Why don't you go ahead and uh, send us at home? Well, before we do, yes. Um, today is my mom's birthday, so happy, happy, happy birthday, mom! Happy birthday, Mama Ginger! It's the uh, first one without her, so today gonna suck, but I pushed through it. But uh, I just want to say happy birthday, mom! Mm-hmm. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, we will smack your ass raw next time. Bye bye. See what harm you can do. Hey, yo. No, no. Chance still has it. Take what's mine. It's just too frail. You can't beat me. You ain't got no chance in hell. You can't see me. You ain't got no chance in hell. No, no. Chance still has it. Take what's mine. It's just too frail. You can't beat me. You ain't got no chance in hell. You can't see me. You ain't got no chance in hell.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You have been listening to a Rundown Wrestling Network production. Please visit rundownwrestling.com for all of our shows, as well as our other special events. Keep it locked there, or subscribe to the Rundown Wrestling Network on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, Stitcher Premium, or anywhere you get your podcast from. Leave us a voice message that we will play on an episode by going to anchor.fm slash rundownwrestling slash message. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. You can show us how much you love us by buying us a cup of coffee for just one buck at ko-fi.com slash rundownwrestling. Go to reddit.com slash r slash rundownwrestling. Follow us on Twitter at rundownnetwork. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rundownwrestling. Email the show your dick pics and twat shots via rundownwrestling at gmail.com or go to Instagram or YouTube and look for Rundown Wrestling. Follow us on Twitch by going to twitch.tv slash rundownwrestling and you can also follow our host Adam on twitch.tv slash the saleser effect. This has been a Rundown Wrestling Network production. <laughs>